Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Hey everyone, Nicole here from Impact Data Source. Welcome to the Economic Development Secrets Podcast. If you're listening to us for the first time, I just want to give you a quick heads up that this episode and our last episode are very unique as we are in a very unique time right now dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're looking for podcast episodes about traditional or unique economic development, everyday economic development tactics shared by economic development practitioners, then go ahead and scroll back a few episodes and you'll find what you're looking for. Uh, Today's episode is picking up from last week's episode, um, last week's discussion about how consumer spending is changing during the coronavirus lockdown. And so Paul Sharon, principal and economist at Impact Data Source is joining us again today. Thank you so much, Paul, for joining us. So tell me, what has the feedback been from last week's discussion? Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me on again. Um, We had uh, a lot of folks reach out uh, following uh, the the podcast, and we also had sent an email. And and with all of that, we put out the the app um, where uh, folks could model different scenarios around consumer spending. So um, we've, we've had a, a good number of follow-up questions from, uh, from folks writing in. Uh, I think as we talk to a lot of our clients, they're kind of shell-shocked right now and, and kind of understandably tending to more urgent matters, um, but, but a lot have reached out, um, kind of just some basic follow-up questions and so forth in, in kind of after playing with the app. And so one of the biggest questions that we've had is can we use the app to estimate the effect on sales tax revenue? And I hadn't really thought about sales tax revenue too much when I was kind of heads down into the overall consumer spending issue. But I think it's an important question and you know an important topic for our audience. So I wanted to uh, address that sales tax aspect here in a, another podcast. Wonderful. So help bring everyone up to speed about the app we released last week and what it can do and what it shows. Yeah, so the app we released last week lets users model how people are changing their spending patterns in light of lockdowns and stay-at-home orders. So a good example would be we normally spend $400 per month on groceries, kind of on average, and about $275 at restaurants. But now being told to stay at home and only essential businesses are open and we're only you know we're spending a good bit more at grocery stores and a good bit less at restaurants so some restaurants are still open for takeout but we know they're doing a lot less business Um, you have some spending that's shifting so the, the amount spent at grocery stores goes up the amount spent at restaurants goes down and so in our app you can break out about 20 different household budget categories and uh, it'll let you indicate how much this category is going up or going down right now in the lockdown. 
And so to be clear, we're focusing on just this kind of first order effect of some businesses are closed and we're essentially staying at home. Um, and, and how's the spending get you know impacted from that? So, but to really fully model what's going on in the entire economy, we need to expand this to be the effect of you know job losses that are occurring and and a lot of the the changes in business to business spending that's getting reduced. Um, so it gets a whole lot more complicated really quickly. But uh, the app, as we put it together, I think it's really helpful um, to think through as a consumer because we're all experiencing some degree of these spending changes right now. Now, after someone turns the dial up or down on these household budget categories, uh, you roll this up to an entire metro area, right? Yeah, so you can adjust the household budget spending pattern for one month in, in kind of that lockdown scenario. And then we apply that spending pattern to all the households in the metro area. So you can choose from one of about 400 different metro areas. And then we'll estimate how total consumer spending within that area changes during calendar year 2020. And so in order to project this out for the rest of the year, you can also indicate how long um, the lockdown conditions will continue and how long does it take to return to quote normal spending. And there's a lot of assumptions built in here. You know, will there be, you know, even a new normal? Uh, and so it's anyone's guess right now on all of these different things. So we thought an interactive app was a good way to help people visualize these spending patterns and, and play with the scenarios. So I understand that several people reached out regarding how this relates to sales tax. Yeah, and that's a, a really important question for a lot of state and local governments and many ED organizations that rely on sales tax revenue for their budgets. Um, to start, when we look at consuming consumer spending as we do in our app, that includes everything a consumer spends money on. So it would be the food and uh, things like that we talked about, uh, but also housing and transportation and other discretionary spending. So a lot of the things that people buy aren't subject to sales tax. So if you think, you know, in the consumer spending app that we've got, you know, we're, we're also including like, you know, rent as one of the line items. Uh, but when we talk about, when we focus in on sales taxes, that's not uh, something that's going to be a, subject to sales tax. So um, we'd really need to focus our analysis on how spending that is subject to sales tax is changing. So individual consumers would be a significant driver of the sales tax. Um, but we'd also want to expand this a little bit to understand how uh, businesses that are making purchases subject to sales tax would also be affected. So that, that would be a part of it as well. But if we just kind of stick with the consumer side of this and we try to zero in on the taxable spending, we can go back to one of those kind of the headline trend that um, I mentioned earlier about restaurant spending versus grocery spending. And in most states, you don't have to pay sales tax on your groceries, but you do pay sales taxes at restaurants. So if we see a shift during a lockdown, from restaurant spending to groceries, uh, sales tax is going to be going down. So we think people are spending less overall, not just in, in the food categories like we're talking about, just generally spending will be down slightly during the lockdown. And, and people also are spending less on taxable items, as we're seeing kind of in this restaurants and groceries uh, thing. But now if we can consider some of the local effects um, and so in Texas, we work with a lot of communities that have local sales tax. 
um, and the taxable spending that occurs in the, their individual community is important. So first off, if your community relies on tourism and events and conferences, the lockdowns will likely, you know, really just compound these sales tax losses that you're seeing um, from just the local residents but not spending as much. You're going to have fewer people coming in, in the form of those uh, attendees and so forth. And uh, I saw an article uh, that was addressing uh, San Diego's uh, budget, and they're projecting a $109 million loss in sales and hotel tax for the fiscal year. So San Diego um, is, a, is a great example of kind of one of those cities that sees a lot of tourist activity and relies heavily on that uh, sales and hotel tax. Uh, even to a smaller degree, you know, not every city is San Diego, obviously, but a city might be uh, reliant on maybe an annual event that takes place in April or something like that. And so that you're going to see uh, may have an effect again at this local level. Now, another factor affecting the local sales tax has to do with online purchases and kind of just the weird way that that tax gets collected. So over the last few years, states have kind of started to capture taxes on online sales, right? So the days of buying stuff from Amazon and not paying sales tax are over. But there are some wrinkles with online sales tax when it comes to who gets that local revenue at the, at the local level. So I'll, I'll kind of talk here with an example about Texas, um, but it happens in California, and I'm sure there's some other states where this kind of thing goes on. So just here as an example, if I go to Best Buy down the street here in Austin, um, I will you know, buy something and pay some local sales tax. The local portion of that sales tax, so some of it's for the state, but some of it is local. The local portion of that sales tax would go to the city of Austin. If I go to the local Best Buy here in Austin. Now, if I, if I buy that same item online, and I'm gonna have it delivered to my house, again, here in Austin, the local sales tax goes to the city of San Marcos, which is a city just south of, of Austin. And it's actually where the Best Buy warehouse is. And so uh, all of the uh, sales taxes for Best Buy are gonna run through, or at least for purchases here in Texas, are gonna run through the warehouse that it's coming out of there in San Marcos. So San Marcos has it's going to be the recipient of that local sales tax. So now let's say that I'm locked up in my house uh, and I don't want to go to the local store because you know the store is already closed or maybe I'm just worried about getting sick. And so I decide to buy my stuff online and pay sales tax to another city. So you can see how this shift in, in sales tax revenue, uh, even though maybe your residents are still able to spend uh, some of their money, uh, but because they're they're spending that money online and the warehouse that they're buying from it has an arrangement with another city and paying sales taxes through there through that one point uh, instead of where the the purchaser lives um, you might see your your city losing out on some of those sales taxes had they been done at you know a, a walmart instead of an amazon and so uh, the cities that have these warehouses for online sellers they you know they're maybe a little bit more insulated from losses in these sales taxes if they're the one kind of benefiting so to speak from these from this transition as you go from uh, people would have just bought that locally in a physical store and now they're buying it online and that sales tax goes to you in your city uh, but but ultimately i think 
everybody's probably seeing losses. Some just might not be as bad as others. In the end, it just really makes all of these different pieces, uh, it makes it really hard to project how sales taxes will change either at, even at the state level, but then when you get into the local areas, it becomes even more difficult um, with kind of these unprecedented lockdowns from the, the coronavirus. So if you had to make a guess about the loss in sales tax, how would you go about doing that? Yeah, so the way that I think about it anyway is you'd have a number of parameters that we can kind of think through. Uh, first off, we want to think about during this period, and again, we everybody we kind of think it's a temporary period of a, you know, a lockdown or the, the time period that there's a stay-at-home order, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're going to have some big reduction in sales taxes. So how low will it go during that time period? And, um, you know, we might just say, like, what does a typical month, that's the way we've been doing it, what's a typical month in lockdown look like relative to normal? And so what are sales tax collections during that? Is it 50 percent? Is it 20 percent? Is it zero? Who knows? We don't know how that's that's going to play out. But so not only do you have how severe maybe is it in one time period, say a month, but how long does that last? Is it multiple months or is it you know six weeks, whatever? And so that's that the, the duration of that is a, is an issue as well. And then the question becomes also, what does the spending look like after the lockdown is over? And is it possible that people will go on maybe a spending spree after the whole coronavirus thing clears? And if you think about maybe people are in lockdown, so they can't do the spending that they wanted to do, but they, they're just kind of putting things on pause. And then afterwards, you know, they might catch up, so to speak, on some of that spending. And so, you know, maybe you want to go buy a new lawnmower, but you're just going to hang out and not buy that lawnmower for the time being while we're in lockdown, but immediately afterwards you'll go buy it, right? Um, other types of purchases uh, other than lawnmowers uh, might not work like that. So like haircuts, you know, you're probably getting less haircuts during a lockdown, but you're not going to go out and and catch up on all those haircuts you, you missed while you were in lockdown, right? So that spending won't kind of, certain categories won't necessarily see a bump of, of that kind of pent up. And then the other thing that happens is the longer the lockdown lasts, kind of the other the other compounding factors uh, will will come in. And so you might have a longer lockdown is leading to maybe more unemployment. Um, so the more uh, cautious people will be after things lift, they might number one, they might have lost their job, so they don't have the money to spend. Number two, if things are looking bad out there, they might not be interested in uh, in spending it might be pretty wary of making extra purchases so to speak so you don't really know exactly what normal looks like and if if what what you'll be returning to to the new normal so to speak so it's it's those three pieces um that i that i think are the important ones to try to nail down and when we say nail down they're all completely guesses so how badly is sales tax affected in, in the time period that you're under a lockdown? How long does that lockdown last? And then what does spending look like afterwards? And so just, again, completely making up some guesses. I ran some numbers um, to try to project this within ranges and so to speak. And uh, one of the things you'll 
you'll notice when you really start to try to try to do this, if we say that, you know, maybe you're in lockdown for one month and maybe you say that that in that lockdown month, you get zero in your sales taxes, which I don't think is really realistic. But, you know, let's just go there to the to the extreme. But we're only in lockdown for one month. So that affects essentially uh, your your fiscal year, say 2020. Uh, by a reduction of of eight percent. So if we just say one month goes completely to zero, every other month is normal. We say we're going to lose one twelfth of our sales tax. That turns out to be about eight percent, right? Now, if we if we say well March was probably pretty bad, and if April is the one that we get zero on, you know how does that affect things? And so you can kind of expand from there as we get a little bit more realistic, um, and if if it lasts more than just one month, so you kind of have building out this range. As I've as I've kind of numbered it, um, on the low end, we're looking at maybe 10% of a of a loss in sales of a reduction in sales tax to as high as maybe 40%. Where you know through the remainder of fiscal year uh, 2020, you don't you know you you really have that lockdown scenario for the remainder of of the uh, the the fiscal year and so that would be closer to losing about 40 percent so i mentioned um san diego earlier and they, they were projecting a loss of about 109 million dollars in sales tax and hotel tax and that turns out in their case that turns out to be about 20 percent of uh, a 20 percent loss on an annual basis so as you kind of put that in the context of their fiscal year the the loss that they're projecting uh 109 million uh, is approximately 20%. And so, I mean, puts it in that range that I was giving of, of 10 to 40 of, of who the heck knows. I'm not sure how San Diego's projecting that. They might have a little bit more real-time insight on, uh, you know, business levels. Um, I don't have any special insight on exactly, you know, what the sales tax revenues have looked like uh, for the first and second of April so far. So who knows? Um, but that's, uh, I'd imagine anything being done right now in terms of trying to figure out how sales taxes are affected is gonna be a pretty wild guess. Well, and speaking of San Diego, uh, the California governor, uh, Governor Newsom, right now is actually giving his coronavirus uh, pandemic update for as it relates to the state of California and interestingly enough um, he just called for a one-year reprieve on sales tax for small businesses yeah and that's an interesting uh, angle to take and from a kind of a economic aid or economic stimulus standpoint of uh, you know basically allowing small businesses to uh, to not have to collect the sales taxes or maybe to collect it but not have to send it in um, in the case of california and this kind of brings to light some of the differences between states and then the differences between like city budgets and, and so forth but in in california uh, generally speaking um, the state is a little bit more reliant on individual income taxes and corporate income taxes so if you look at as a percentage of all of the tax revenue the state brings in, sales taxes makes up kind of a smaller amount of that than it does at the you know across all states or across you know most other states. So if they're going to, and I don't know if this is for all, it sounds like it's just small businesses. So a certain segment of that they, they're going to be losing 
a certain amount of their sales taxes, but their sales taxes only make up about 20% of their overall tax revenue, it might not be as big of a hit there in that case. But this kind of ties into um, this importance of the question that, that a lot of our clients have asked about how are my sales taxes going to be affected? And so a lot of the organizations that we work with are, again, are funded by local sales tax and, and really understanding, you know, if your budget is entirely based on sales tax, uh, well, if you know how sales tax will, will pan out, you know how your budget will fare. Uh, if we look just kind of maybe broadly across um, all of the states, um, sales tax makes up about 32% of all the tax revenue collected by state governments nationwide. So if we, we look at all the states combined, when you when we talk about California, it's only about 20% uh, of their of the state's tax revenue. In the case of Texas, kind of a, as a separate and, and extreme example in the other side, Texas um, gets about 60% of their tax revenue just through that state sales tax. Um, so any kind of uh, fluctuation in sales taxes is going to hit the state of Texas budget pretty hard. Um, as you generally look at the local level, uh, and again, we'll just kind of use some big broad numbers across the entire country. At the local level, um, property taxes are kind of the main source of revenue for local governments there, uh, where about 72% of their local revenues come in the form of property taxes. Um, that includes, when we say local, it's hard to, to, to break that out uh, between, for example, a city, a county, and a school district, and, and other entities. Um, generally speaking, that property is, a lot of that's going to the school district, and so the city might be a little bit more sensitive to sales tax fluctuations than, uh, for example, a school district, but they're both lumped into that local amount. So um, it's, it's going to really depend um, as, I, as I kind of look at the national numbers again, local governments only get about 12% of their tax revenue from sales taxes specifically. Local governments, as I say, tend to rely more heavily on property taxes, but individual cities are going to vary widely on how much uh, their revenue comes from sales taxes. So they could be and, and likely will be hit um, pretty hard by those uh, reductions or losses in, in sales tax revenue. Great. Well, thank you so, so much, Paul, for coming on here and doing the follow-up to our discussion last week. Uh, I think it's very helpful for so many people who have been wondering how the sales tax correlates into um, our assessment of the consumer spending. And uh, everyone, if you have any further questions, please feel free to reach out to Paul or myself. Um, again, you can reach the app, the consumer spending app, um, if you go to impactdatasource.com backslash COVID. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.